This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, this is Boys Don't Quote and part two of a discussion about intelligence with Angela Scanlon and Russell Hicks and me, a thicko from Essex, Russell Cape. Um, so let's let's talk let's talk about emotional intelligence because then the stereotypes go completely the other way. So let's just let's open with some stats to try and help us out. So emotional intelligence, the way it's measured, whether that's right, we could have a whole show on measuring things, but let's just go with it. It's made of four parts self awareness, managing our emotions, empathy, and social skills. Now, a study that used 55,000 professionals in 90 countries, they found that 11 out of 12 emotional intelligence competency tests that they performed, women were better than men. 11 out of 12 in 90 countries. That's what tunes out cultural difference. So we can't sort of have our cake and eat it, can we? We're going to have to. <laughs> or is that nurture again, do you think? So, okay. So... Uh, <laughs> Fasten your seatbelt. Self-awareness. What was the second one? Self-awareness, managing our emotions, empathy empathy and social skill. Was there an age bracket for these? No, I don't have that information. I just know that you use 55,000 professionals, so we're going to assume aged 18 to 60 in 90 countries. Well, I don't know. I think that women, when when they reach a certain point, will start to... I don't know whether we learn that if things aren't working, we we look inwards. Men go to CrossFit, like they, they fix, they fix really quickly or they react. <laughs> yeah. And I think women are maybe more open to... Um, to to learning a bit more about themselves and gaining a <laughs> Just, bit more. It's like your your yours and your fellow's Instagram uh, feed is being deconstructed here because you see Roy Roy hanging off a bar most of his life and you emerging from the ocean with spiritual thoughts. <laughs> No, and even when you said managing emotions, I was like, mm-hmm, sounds about right. <laughs> um, but actually, I do think, and I don't know whether it's, like, there's a kind of that that emotional thing and the, um, like, okay, it's the awareness, self-awareness allows you to um, respond to emotions or acknowledge where emotions come from. And so most of the time, I think, well, a lot of us are are um, operating from like these primal emotions, right? So it's totally without consciousness, and you're like, I feel, oh, I was just rejected by somebody. Oh, that I don't know why, but I re- I realize. Like, You've seen my CV, have you? Yeah. <laughs> 
what? You're like, oh, that little moment of rejection brings me back yeah, to when oh. I was three years of age yeah. and my dad didn't hug me, whatever it might be. And so you're operating without any awareness from historical kind of uh, trauma. <laughs> and I think it's really fucking painful to start digging around in that. And I think maybe women stick at that more, whereas men are like, mm. I'm going to get drunk with the lads. Russell, yeah. I mean, sweeping generalizations, obviously. No, I, I think, yeah, that happens are, to be correct. Men are more reactive. <laughs> definitely. We're more reactive. It's like you ever when you're in a breakup, this is what I've noticed, right? The girl always decides she's done about six months before she actually breaks up with the man. OK, <laughs> the, man, the man knows it's over for like years, but he doesn't do anything about it. <laughs> until and like that six but that's six months and then she she ends it and that's when he's like ah and then he just jumps to oh please no and then you know it's all that so do you you know i've got a brilliant story that's in today's newspapers that encapsulates both of what you're saying and it's a type it's another type of in intelligence about gathering in intelligence this is again this is my totally subjective experience i come from a very female dominated family as do most working class people sadly a lot of dads do the vanishing act early doors my dad hung around but <laughs> so but my experience both through my girlfriends and now i'm my wife and all my the females in my family is they're better at gathering intelligence what i mean by that is going into a social situation i know that she's a bit of a cow but i also know that blah 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 about her husband i'm armed and i know what's going on whereas i'll just walk in and everyone in the room could hate me and i probably won't find out till i'm on my third volivant um so this really good based on trust relationships and gathering intelligence this ran in today's newspaper it made me laugh so much i can do it off the top of my head a guy in america went into his wife was like i don't trust you something's going on i want to check your mobile phone now the guy is panicked and going "Um, oh my phone's broken and she was like right we're going to the mobile phone shop together arm in arm marched him to the mobile phone shop he managed to get in between his phone case and his phone a note and a hundred dollar bill and the note said for the phone guy please tell my wife my phone is broken and the hundred dollars is yours (laughs) intelligent or stupid (laughs) see oh my god and so that's today did did the phone guy out him yeah, because what happened was the phone guy, as a joke to his tiny online following, was like, what, what do you guys think I should do with this? You know, anything for a like or a comment. Unfortunately, oh it, went, it went viral and the guy was exposed. <laughs> I mean, you, you're, you're already wow. dead for cheating, but to be caught doing like a James Bond operation to try and cover it up, <laughs> game over, man. I imagine he woke up in a bath of ice with his genitals missing. Oh, my God. That is, I mean, that is desperation. Clever? Though, is it, it clever? I thought it was quite intelligent. I think, I mean, you... <laughs> It was, it was a, it was a, yeah. It was. Isn't it, isn't that female intelligence versus male intelligence right there? Like intuition exactly. followed by, I'm going to, exactly. I'm going to gather, followed by a gathering of hard data from the phone, mm. followed by the male exactly. br- that's bravado. What I mean. That's what I mean. He acted with a lot. He, he knew the whole time he said, I'll know what to do when the moment comes. Yeah. And then that was his brilliant plan. That's what he thought. Exactly. <laughs> Don't worry. Daddy's got it. If she ever comes sniffing around. I'll think of something. I always do. <laughs> Boom. Even on the way, even walking over there, he's like, I'll get it. Just relax. I got it. Yeah. Boom. Ooh, a smooth 100 pounds. little hundred. 
he must have he must have stopped for a fake piss. That's the yeah. only way he could have done it. He's gone. Yeah. I just need to go to the toilet, and she yeah. would have had her ear at the door, but he would have been able to scroll that. And, shit and out. you know what? In that man's defense, he would have got away with it too if it weren't for that that guy. <laughs> that... Damn you, damn you, Scooby Doo traitor. <laughs> but I do think that, like, I don't know about the gathering. In my mind, that gathering of intelligence means research, no, and no. I'm really shit at that. But I think they know uh, the clue un, is what un, I mean. They... Unspoken. They unspoken. know the coup. They know the score is yeah, the way I would... Totally. And it's like, it, it's sixth sense kind of. And it's, mm. yeah, I think we, we, uh, yeah, those voices in our heads are a little louder. <laughs> <laughs> but I would, like, I sometimes, you go out and you're like, you meet someone. And I think, mm, I don't know. I don't know. And there's nothing, you can't put your finger on it. You can't like express there's nothing uh that you could concretely go yeah no there's something up there but then usually it transpires yeah maybe is it is it like because you're saying they gather information really well they're aware no, of this person i think, that person. I think what i meant was intu intu they they intuit well and yeah. if someone has been mugging you off or slating you i think a woman is more likely to have had that information passed because yeah. the other thing the other thing i've discovered time and time again making this show is that what the main difference between men and women the only one i can discover in our cultures is women tend to speak to other women mm -hmm. more than men share stuff with other men so by the time angela hits the party and say there's bitch one there and bitch two there she would know that because her intelligence officers would have delivered that info <laughs> whereas right. if i was out if i was out with you russell we probably would we i probably wouldn't have even mentioned i've got a daughter we would probably would have talked about how good seinfeld was in the 90s or something right. and learned and learned nothing about each other yeah literally <laughs> Um, there's one one last type of intelligence, I suppose, which is where I grew up. I don't, I don't know how middle class your background was, um, Russell, but it's sort of street intelligence, social nows. I don't think I mean common sense. I think I mean something else. It's I've got long before the guy who's too coked up in the pub does something. I've spotted the trouble four tables away. Yeah. There's going to be a fight. There's going to be. I've just. If I've got any type of natural intelligence, all of my intelligence is learned. There's no doubt about it. I've worked my tits off for anything my brain does. Yeah. But that one, I feel like, is inborn a little bit in some people. It's learned uh, very early yeah. on. Do you, that, do you think that's what it is? That's Yeah, I think it's... What's just, your streetwise like? Right? Streetwise, well, yeah, I think it. it's, it's just from growing up being a, a little wimp. You know, I'm just like... <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I, I just, at a very early age, you start to... You know, there was always there was a point. It was around puberty where I remember everybody just turned into these animals, and it was like I was just lost amongst these wolves. And you just start <laughs> to you develop this sense for like, okay, mm. all right, I know what that guy's like. I know what that, and I do it to my girlfriend a lot. I'll be at a party. I'll be like, come on, we're going this way. We're going. Trust me. That, yeah. Those guys yeah. are like that. That Thank guy's you. like that. And you got the gift. You have danger. the gift too. You have the gift. Well, you you shall have. <laughs> I sense a douchebag in the in our midst. There will be a stabbing. I like to. Yeah, that's right. I like to. I like to whittle it down to where I'm the alpha. So that means I have to get rid of most of the men in the room until it's just me and like one other guy. And I'm like, all right, I'm comfortable now. See, what about you, you I, Angela? I, I, was that part of your childhood? Was it? No, and I think. I mean, I would. No, I'm green as they come. I have to say, I literally <laughs> grew up in the middle of the country, and so. I uh, have, like, I think not streets. I'm savvy in mm. ways, um, but I like not not street smart or not that because it's not street smart what you're talking about. I think what you're talking about is hyper vigilance and um, yeah, maybe. I, I think 
to me that always because my husband is like that as well maybe it is a male thing I don't know and he would say oh no I'm just like it's an awful way to live to assume the worst in everyone. <laughs> so no, it's, a, it's an, me, an like, accurate no. forecast. Assumption is different to an accurate forecast because okay. nine out of ten times, the douchebag yeah. does start douching. It's the okay. only way Not to douching, sorry. I shouldn't have used douche as a verb there. It changes. <laughs> it was, it's uh, not literally start douching. It was a confusing image. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think I've just realised the I etymology mean, of douchebag. I think if I never, I never saw considered... a douchebag douching, they would get their distance. Um, so, uh, how important is intelligence amongst your friendship group? Because for me, it's completely unimportant. My my friend, whereas for some other people in other demographics, so say my more academic friends who come from academia, I've got I've got like one foot in the sort of literary world because I ended up at uni studying, but. Their whole circle will be Gavin, who's an archaeology lecturer. Uh, there's Rhonda, who's a barrister. Everyone's very, very bright. Whereas my friends have got me. I've got a first in English and do this. Then there'll be my mate Lee, the Tyler. And it's never an issue. It adds to the richness and fun of a, of a night out that one of us will do something really thick and the other one sort of analysing it. It's not an issue for me. I just wondered for you guys whether you surround yourself with bright people or do you quite like people that have a different take on the world? Yeah. <laughs> IQ point-wise. Well, I love a bit of variety. Um, well, how thick are your friends is what I'm trying to politely ask you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta, Don't make me put it bluntly, Scanlon. <laughs> I, I got a few conspiracy theorists in the mix, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. They're, they're my family, actually. And that just so your hair only changed colour when you moved next to a 5G mask, didn't it, Russell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a friend like that, for sure, man. I um, think you want to mix it up, though, don't you? You kind of sometimes you want to be like stimulated, and then other times you just want to let it all hang out and not have to like know, you know, prove that you've read the latest book. I think that's fucking exhausting. But, but a lot of people are like that, Angela. I know, a lot, but it's a lot total of people's dinner, a, a lot of people's dinner parties. There's no one around. They're going, oh my god, what's an avocado? I've not seen one before. Whereas <laughs> that will happen. Yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I'm past forty, and I'm still got friends that will gasp when a really common food. Like, what is that? And it'll be like a courgette, and you're like, are you fucking actually wow. a zucchini? Are you actually yeah. fucking rip for serious? And they'll be serious. I just never tried it. It's just never happened. I never tried to cook out my house you fucking loser uh, that's what i want to say but then i sort of love the fact that my mate danny's never seen a courgette in his yeah, life <laughs> I, I like a general amount of depth but my my girlfriend has introduced me to the idea of like yeah you need to balance it out like if we have a really intellectual time where we've been reading a lot she goes total trash and we watch this thing whatever's on channel four five men in a house and some girl votes on them you know five guys in a house <laughs> love island like and you know that's 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 great so i'm getting kind of like seeing the value in that man it is I'm, it is a quite a release i'm so glad that you said your girlfriend says if we've had like a an, an intellectual kind of time we i was like oh my god imagine you're the date after the intellectual one and then we called Ange and we just hung out so <laughs> yeah glad. imagine oh. imagine if we're the thick relief any one of us might we think we're bright because we're, <laughs> we're, we're all bright yeah. we could be relief. the thick people in relation to another group it's a class system guys yeah. i mean we're, we're into, energy she's a lovely we've, energy we've form an intelligent threesome now but we, we're thick yeah. in relation to the art critics having a zoom call at the moment yeah they go let's go over to the call with russell kane i just need to put my pajamas on intellectually speaking yeah, <laughs> yeah. let me call what russell. a horrible I, thought I, I just need to switch my brain off <laughs> what a no, horrible thought it, it, that's total snobbery it's mm. total snobbery and it's uh, and i think it's actually 
um, insecurity in your own intelligence no matter mm. what what one that is um to feel like you need to surround yourself with people who are very bright because you might mm. be judged as otherwise by association mm. this is Paige, the co-host of giggly squad and i want to tell you about a company that i've been loving olive and june olive and june gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box and if you break it down it really comes out to two dollars a manicure which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Such mm-hmm. So now and again, we get this lovely gift of three people from three different cultures on the program, which enables us to do sort of a cross-cultural analysis. And with intelligence... The stereotypes are massive in our respective countries. So this sort of the Irish stereotype of the quick-witted, intelligent, literary culture, the homes of Joyce and Yeats, and we love words, and we do storytelling to each other down the pub, and it's all intricate and blah. And then there's the British sort of reserved clinical intelligence, and I'm sorry to break it to you, Russell, <laughs> the American lacquer, you know, <laughs> horseshit. Yeah, so that's, that's the... St- <laughs> but the, what, what do we... Yeah, no, no, that's the stereotype. Little... That's the way we are perceived when oh, we get off an aeroplane. Yeah. That, these are the stereotypes when we get off the plane yeah. elsewhere. We know they're nonsense, mm. but we... Uh, really? and there's a rich variety in every culture. Right, right. We know that. We know there. We know there's an academic in Harvard picking apart right. bones from... Delivered in know the that. British stereotype of taking a shot in America. American for no reason. Yes, go ahead. Exactly, exactly. And uh, so, but we, we, where do these stereotypes come from? What and what do we think of them? I, for one, when I when I go away, I'm baffled. But and uh, it's really bad for for being a Brit that we have two stereotypes running alongside each other. Really, what I mean is an Englishman, English person, and they're 
contradictory. It's so confusing. You're either, we're either unfriendly, top hat wearing, looking down, sexually repressed, uh, fiercely intelligent, but unable to express ourselves. Or let's go fucking mental, Sambuca in the face, Gary. Yeah. And the two run side by side with nothing in between. And when I and I know it resonates because when I say it in any country, be it India, Australia, New Zealand, or the States, the audience howls with laughter. Yeah. So I know that's what they freaking will think. Yeah. There was this comedian when I used to go back to America, and this was like when I was going back and forth between England. It used to drive me insane because I had just started coming over here and he would do this bit on stage and he did it on TV and everything and it was like British people and he would do the most fox hunting posh British person and I was like dude I've been there I that I don't know where you've seen that guy because I had just experienced like the night bus and that whole <laughs> and I was like <laughs> and I was like you're so off like that is not what they're like at all yeah, but know. we are, but we a little bit are, and then, like I say, we I describe British, particularly English culture. It's analogous to um, Japanese and Thai culture in that we're social werewolves, quite repressed by day and absolutely wild by night. Yeah. Whereas it, if I go to Dublin or Cork or, or Galway, where I've been many times on tour, there's less of a gap between the effusiveness of daytime and the and the playtime of nighttime. Yeah, you're right. There is a gap, but there's not the massive chasm leap from unfriendly silent to climbing up a lamppost with your ass hanging out. <laughs> you know, Irish people tend to be quite friendly and talkative during the day too. Yeah, and we let our asses hang out from midday. <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's particularly... It's just the loudest, uh, our loudest people are the ones that get the most attention. You know what I mean? Like, I, like it, for Ireland, for example, I'm convinced my family thinks your president is uh, Conor McGregor. Uh, you yeah, know, okay. like, <laughs> and that's just. He's not. That, that would be, a, what a turn that oh. would be it's for 2021. The loudest people get the most attention. I don't know. I blame well, James Bond movies. Well, it's interesting that you use Conor McGregor as an example because I remember when he first emerged and he did an, an interview on The Late Late Show, um, which is like our, uh, like Norton. I mean, I say it's like Norton, but it's there's serious stuff. It's like a cross between the one show and Norton. Yeah. And um, he, it was so at the time so wildly refreshing for me at least to see this guy with such swag being like i'm gonna win this i'm gonna do this he was t head to toe in a suit he was so like you know in his power he was so um over the top about how he was explicit about what he wanted about his ambition and about how he was going to do it and it was very un-Irish because mm. modesty is valued above all else in Ireland mm. if you get above your station you, you know people can't wait to to take you down and so that kind of level of confidence and self-assuredness is terribly un-Irish and then he obviously you know was king of the world for 10 minutes but he's a bit of a scumbag <laughs> um, but what so what about but, but about this Irish stereotype? I don't know if it's the same for Americans. It's certainly a British people. Obviously, we our experience is so much with the with the the writing and the plays that come over mm. here that Irish, the Irish intelligence is a sort of witty, engaging storytelling intelligence. Is that is it patronising and annoying to be perceived that way? Is it true? Is there um, elements of truth in it? Yeah, I mean, I think absolutely there's elements of truth in that. I think you know storytelling is a very it's actually, I think, a way for Irish people to to figure out what's going on without ever really understanding it. It's like we can kind of distract from ourselves by telling stories um, and, and also connect with people. So storytelling is a very, like, Irish people generally tend to use 
1500 words when 15 would suffice <laughs> as you can tell um, and open multiple Irish tabs <laughs> yeah, I've got Irish I must have an Irish grandparent 100% you do <laughs> um, but yeah so I do, I think the storytelling thing is is bang on actually but I, I think sometimes my experience is that I don't know whether it's an accent thing but a certain um, pockets of English person uh, will read the softness of an Irish accent as a kind of no, oh, kind of the way I might hear a Geordie accent. Well, it's a pleasant. The, you've got a slight problem with it. It's a pleasant sound, and if your accent is pleasant to listen to, but you're trying to say something unpleasant, you're already at a disadvantage. I mean, yeah. it's like. I don't know how anyone in Bristol ever gets assaulted. <laughs> I'm going to smash, yeah. smash your face in a minute, mate. Oh, go on, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, so, okay, Russell Hicks, what does it feel like to go on stage and think, God, I wish I could pretend to be Canadian just for a, a night off? Uh, yeah <laughs> because nah. that's basically when yeah. Canadian acts yeah. take to the stage in the UK the first thing they say is I'm from Canada and, and they say it quickly I find that to be such a cop out <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly it, you know what's crazy is like why the is amount that cop base I, I just think it's like what well, there's unnecessary like what? no 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 it's like when Irish people go to Spain and they're like FYI I'm Irish and then yeah, they're yeah. like ah okay cool mm. it's different reception We've yeah. earned it. Sorry. Go on. You know, I guess I just like didn't. Uh, I don't know. I always find it. It's like when I first started coming over here, it was amazing. Like I'd go on, let's say, third act and like two other acts just for no reason took a big shit on America. And I was like, what? Why? You know, like out of nowhere. It's like we don't. Was, uh, we was this we... pre-Trump? Sorry, just for just for the listeners. Was this Obama era? Yeah, or were it's you... just like, oh, no, 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 no. This was. Yeah, this was Obama era. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just funny, like in America, we won't just have a random joke in the middle of our set that's like English people suck, right? Anyway, <laughs> but that's like it'll, it'll just be in the middle of a set. Know, I like, weirdly so, found that funny. I, I recommend trying it next time you're back in Texas. I will. I'll just do it as a non sequitur. <laughs> Actually, I think it would kill in the South. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> English people suck, right? That'll be my you're damn right. Horseshit, fire your gun, Benny. People are gonna people are gonna make merch and like come to my gigs. Yeah. <laughs> And all I do is just say different countries suck. That's my whole special. You, you could have a t-shirt says the two bins in Cardiff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got two Cardiff. Um, but is it this perce this perception, which obviously isn't mine, as I spent so much of my career working with North American acts from all over, that, Amer that um, we are talking about intelligence today, so I know it's uncomfortable to use this term, but of American stupidity, not helped by Donald Trump, has become the sort of dominant perception when you when you meet an american person um there's a stereotype there about yeah. their intelligence level sure. which is awful i know it's awful. we're not listen americans aren't stupid we're ignorant all right there's a, there's a difference <laughs> there's a quote okay? we 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 just don't avail ours we could know things we just don't Bake the effort, and I think the reason why Americans, <laughs> I, I love that. I think that is that the best thing I've heard. The reason why Americans are because our stupid people are just aggress, really aggressively stupid. That's why yeah. they seem dumber. Like they're dumb, but like so sure of the things they're dumb about that it's it's just like whoa. It it like so, makes them seem dumber. Like if I'm like. 
If I was like the world, the world may be flat. You're like okay, but if I'm like the world is fucking flat, you understand? Like that, you're like okay, <laughs> you're really dumb. Like because there's it's a delivery. Yeah, because the, there's a certain s aspect to um, a dumb American that says, "I think this, and I will never change my mind, Ooh. even if you prove it tangibly." Like yeah, I think so, you stumbled on something quite pro- profound there, like some sort of formula that dumbness multiplied by confidence. <laughs> is much if is somehow much more offensive than like maybe the Irish version, which would be dumbness right. mixed with modesty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but there's the, uh, the your Irish... version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's systems in place to keep Americans dumb too. Like it's really interesting. Like when I first mm. moved over here, you guys have Sky Atlantic, right? So it's like yeah. you get our shows. We don't change it at all. Anything that gets exported to us, we take it from you and we completely alter it so it doesn't resemble your culture at all. So we learn nothing about you. Like, why couldn't <laughs> we have just shown the, case the office? That's not anymore, though, is this? Yeah, it's, they yeah, remade the office better. for God's sake. It's getting no, I better. know they remade the office, but the like, office, yeah. there's a lot of British export stuff that's staying. Yeah, in it's, it's getting a lot. Form. It's yeah. getting way better, man. Like on Netflix, yeah, they'll show like Fleabag and stuff like that. But for a yeah. long time, it was like. You know, they would just take something and it was like, why, why couldn't, why did you change that? Why now we know nothing about Britain at all. We don't even yeah. know it came from there. I just and love I the idea think... of the, the Queen's speech recast with Roseanne or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I also think that like Irish and British people, by virtue of being in the EU or like being surrounded by other countries, mm. um, means that we kind of absorb, uh, things more or repel. naturally <laughs> or repel in the case of the uk unfortunately <laughs> yeah observe then repel yeah but also america's really big and so you actually don't <laughs> need a passport like it is as different to be in new york as yeah. it is in 100 you know, arkansas you, you'll so, live in the country in one of those areas and never have been to like the midwest or something because it's yeah. like 20 hours away or something yeah so, exactly yeah. so i think we need to give them a break i think you need to lay off him russell kane <laughs> I love your, your questions. Why are Americans so stupid? Yeah. Russell, no, why are they perceived? Russell? Why are they per- okay. perceived? Why are they unjustly perceived as such is mm. what I meant. Unjustly anyway. was missing from that. <laughs> fake no. news. That's typical fake news. <laughs> fake news. He's with the greatest fake. country. <laughs> but Russell Hicks would have had the experience of standing on stage in this country, so he knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. The fact that our Canadian right. acts have to get that in that early, to me, is really weird. But it... But it's relatively new. Is it? Is it since Trump that you're having? No, no, like, no. Since I started, since since I started in 2006, mm. I went professional. The Canadian acts that if if they didn't mention a Canadian, it would be for comic effect. They'd be like trying to draw their anti-Americanness out of the audience, and then yeah, boom, yeah. I'm, I'm Canadian. Because of course, that's we're only just off the back of George Bush. Yo, you know, yeah, Obama yeah. was like an interval. Do you know? What mm. I mean? Yeah, <laughs> the Bush years were really hard. I remember a lot of comics yeah. who were performing back then told me. Yeah, they all had a line. All the American comics had to have a line right out the gate when Bush was in office to just sort of mm. be like, okay, I'm, I'm cool. Wow. So, yeah. Anyway, we're out of time. You're both stunningly intelligent, <laughs> FYI. Thank you very much, Angela Scanlon <laughs> and Russell you. Hicks. Thank you very much for joining Thank me. You. I think we, we, we started say, saying that we can't say much about intelligence, that maybe it can't, it's not that simplistic. We can't pick things apart that easily. And then we rapidly got down to some really solid insights and funny stuff. I'm very happy with this episode, <laughs> although I'm too thick to really evaluate it properly because I'm from Essex. We're thick as fucking shit. So thank you very much for joining me. This has been Boys Don't Cry. I've been the one that looks like Nick Grimshaw, the least successful rustling comedy after Brand and Howard. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.